What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> dare I start the show off with this. Good afternoon, big shows. I mean, Xander is like, I mean, this guy's like a poison pill. He's like, I'm like, what do you think? You know, I kind of like, he's like, I like Jalen, you know, he's, you know, and then I'm like, well, if you're okay with Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> you're okay with Jalen Hurts. I should not have started it with that, but hey, here we are football week. We are just hours away from the start of the NFL season on Thursday. If you're okay with Tyrod Taylor. You're okay with Jalen Hurts. That's going to be my theme for the entire 2022 season. Okay? It is. I appreciate everybody coming aboard. James, thanks for being a new member and coming aboard with us here. We are packed. Bottom of the hour, Rob Stone, Fox Sports. We'll talk to him some college football. And in hour number three, we're going to talk Jalen Hurts with a Hall of Fame quarterback who throws the ball, who threw the ball, by the name of Warren Moon. You guys don't want to take my advice. How about if you listen to Warren Moon? And by the way, I have no idea what he's going to say. I have no idea what he's going to say. You know, I had Michael Irvin on talking Eagle Dynasty a couple weeks ago. And <laughs> I can get Warren Moon on. We'll see what he says. Wait a minute. Oh, boy. That's the theme? Hey, <laughs> hat on a hat. It's only a goof. Don't be like some of the Philly media people. Hey, did you really mean that? <laughs> Relax. It's all good. All right. So Nick Sirianni, man, let me start there. By, by the way, he's a Paisan, so I have to be cool here. I always give Paisans a lot of love. So Sirianni, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this thing here. Philly football means everything. Football means everything in Philly. This guy knows how to work a crowd, doesn't he? I started thinking about that, and I do believe, and he, I think he's half right. Funny, I was just like, I was talking to Xander minutes ago when we were talking about winning. I think Philly is a great sports city. There's no question. But you know what I think Philly is? Dude, it's the home of Ricky Bobby. You're right. If you ain't first, you're last. Nick's got it half right. Philadelphia wants winners. Whether it's the Flyers, the Phillies, the Eagles, Hopscotch, you, you name it. It's about winning. Nobody roots for 500. And nobody roots for common or average. No one does. Well, unless you live in Los Angeles. 
Those guys root for whatever. I don't know. We're sports fans on the planet are in L.A. And I'm trying to think. I'm like, football does matter, man. There's no doubt. Philly's an eagle town. But it's the home of winners. You love winners. Who doesn't love winners? Who doesn't like a fan? I told you this, man. I go, look, I'm kind of an Eagle fan. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that, hey, since we're talking Eagles, Big Sills is this gigantic Philadelphia Eagle fan. That's not how I am. And, and to Xander's point prior to going on the air, I'm a hard critic. I'm a hard critic because I demand perfection. I do. I demand perfection. And I'm thinking, you know, in Philly, man, that city loves winners. And that's what makes your fan base the best fan base in the country. I do think Boston's in there, too. I think Pittsburgh's in there. I think Chicago. Chicago's a great football city. Their team sucks. But it's a pretty good sports fan base there. Yeah, we've seen them all over. Packers have a great fan base, and they travel well. Steelers are all over the joint. You know what, too, what's funny about Pennsylvania? You can't have any more two different cities than Pittsburgh and Philly. It's like night and day when it comes to the fan bases. You, if, if you lived in Pittsburgh, you would never know Philadelphia was in the state of Pennsylvania. Vice versa, too. You'd never know that unless you listen to those fan bases. So I think Sirianni got it half right. Philly does love football. They embrace it. But they like winners more. And they're they're one of those kind of fan bases that does this. You know some of the stupid people that make this comment? Well, if they build it, they will come. In Philly, that resonates. Dude, build the team. Build the excitement up like Howie's done. Put it together here. By the way, you've raised my expectations And I'm here now. What do you got for me? Hey, and don't shit the bed. Because it won't be, and it won't go well for you. Just don't do that because it won't go well. You built my expectations up with this football team on all the things that you've done and all the things that you said. You haven't quite performed yet, though. Okay? I wrote down... The Big Sills 2022 Eagle Sports Takes that I'm going to be looking at as this season goes on this year. I'm going to be looking at a couple topics that I wrote down here. And I put them all together. And you know what this is? This is kind of like a collage of all the things that we've been talking about in the offseason. And I kind of put him down on paper here. I highlighted him. We got it here. We got a bunch of stuff. By the way, NFL news too. We'll get all into that here. And I do, I, I'm going to start doing a weekly NFC power ranking of the top 10 teams. And I got a preseason as we get ready for tomorrow's Rams and Bills game. So I'm going to do that. Questions for the Eagles in 2022. I got about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. We're going to go over all these. By the way, don't forget Rob Stone, bottom of the hour, Fox Sports. 
college football. Also, our number three, Warren Moon, we're going to talk Jalen Hurts with the Hall of Famer. I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you, Michael Flex. I appreciate it. Brian says, buckle up. Absolutely. Time to pay some rent, baby. There's an Eagle reference anywhere you go in Philly. Absolutely, dude. I'm still not sold on Hertz. Let's start there. Here's one of the topics that we'll keep an eye on as we get into the 2022 season. Will Hertz play well enough to keep his job for 2023? That'll be a main topic. That is probably what they're saying about Trey Lance in San Francisco. You know, it's funny. I was talking to, again, Xander prior to going on the air here as we do a little pregame conversation. I say that Trey Lance will be yanked out by game four. People blow a gasket. Peter King says it this morning on the game in San Francisco, one of the local radio stations. And guess what? Peter King is like, I'm not knocking the move bringing Garoppolo back. But there's going to be a price to pay the development of Trey Lance when you bring a guy like that back. He knows he's on a short leash. I personally think that guy will be yanked by game four. You can't waste a roster like that in San Francisco like you can't waste the roster in Philly if your guy's not the guy. You can't. I don't care how much you love him. This is professional football. Put down the love glasses and the kaleidoscope and the rose-colored glasses when it comes to herds. No one gives a shit except for winning. This is winning. Winning. Will he play well enough to keep his job and make it hard on the Eagles not to have a conversation on what to do when it comes to the quarterback next year? Whatever that looks like, a veteran or going into the draft. It's the number one topic. Here's the second one on Hurts. Are you concerned about his durability? His style of football doesn't have a lifeline that's high or a high ceiling. Those guys get hurt more than drop back quarterbacks do. Common sense would tell you that. You you throw the ball 450 times, there's a chance you're going to be sacked. And if you run the ball another 160 times, you're going to get hit. Is durability. Joseph says, no. Well, your guy had surgery at the end of the year in his first year starting. So you think, Joseph, he's going to get healthier. Since when does an NFL player ever get healthier once his career starts? You think Brady's healthier today than he was 10 years ago? How about this? Five years ago. You think Brady's healthier? Come on, man. Common sense. Common sense. Here's a guy that, Cam Newton, Michael Vick, 
if you want to throw Steve Young, do you guys remember why Steve Young left the game? Concussions. And Young was a passer and a thrower. He left the game. How long did Steve Young play? Nine years? Most of the other years were backups to Montana. You're under some guys that Jalen is going to be some healthy guy because he could squat 600 pounds. That's a stupid take. <laughs> no, he got hurt because Kelsey stepped on. I don't care if the trainer stepped on his legs. You're going to get hurt. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You're right, Flex. That's right. That's why Cam Newton is a shell of himself today. And every quarterback like Lamar Jackson, who's 10 times the size and health of Jalen Hurts, missed half of last year. You're right. He'll get, he'll be the only running quarterback never to get hit. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And by the way, no one's rooting for anything here. I'm talking about topics here. Jesus. Here's another one. Will Sirianni continue to grow as a head coach? Will he get better? You know, it's not just about Jalen Hurts getting better. It's also about that coaching staff continue to evolve. How many times have we seen Guys get out of the gate, not do very well. Mike Shanahan comes to mind. Who else? Bill Belichick. Belichick was fired from his first job, and so was Mike Shanahan fired from his first job. That Raider fiasco was a disaster for Mike Shanahan. He didn't get better. He learned from his mistakes, not successes. Same with Belichick. That's why I'm suspect on Nick. Nick hasn't had any adversity outside of the two and five start. And he gets kudos. He does. He gets kudos for turning the season around. Absolutely. Okay. Ethan goes, Russell Wilson, how often has he been hurt? He's not a running quarterback. He's not a running quarterback. Okay. He's not. That's a misunderstanding on Russell Wilson's success. Russell Wilson runs when he has to. Jalen Hurts runs because he has to. Okay? He runs because he doesn't let the play develop. Russell Wilson, when everything is over, he takes off. Jalen doesn't let the play develop. Greg Cosell said that yesterday. And so have numerous other people. And you know I'm saying that. That's right, Pickin. Wilson learned when to run. Okay? So did Young eventually. Well, Young left the game because of concussions and being hit. And that's right, Daz. Russell Wilson almost has 40,000 passing yards. That doesn't come off as a runner to me. Yeah, okay. 
Right. That's right. He's a 40,000 yard passing quarterback. You're right. He relies on his wheels. <laughs> okay. Will Sirianni and his staff continue to get better? Next one. Is this the last year of Jonathan Gannon? Boy, I'll tell you, I can't stand this guy as a coach. I just can't. I think you have the personality of your defensive coordinator the same way you have your personality of your head coach. I think the guy's soft in his mentality and how he approaches things. Okay? I do. Flex says Hertz's rushing numbers will go down and passing will go up. I don't believe that. We'll see. And there lies my, my issue, Flex. You think he's improved as a passer. I don't. I don't think because you've put four new tires on a Ferrari and the Ferrari has a, a Nissan engine in it that you call it a Ferrari just because you put four new tires on it. I, I, I don't. Okay? Just because you fixed up the car doesn't mean the car's going to run well. I want to see it. Sills, he does not fit Philly. He saw a, Jones, how can you have the coordinators by the name of Jim Johnson, Bud Carson, Jim Swartz, and Buddy Ryan in the building, and you have Jonathan Gannon slash I work over at the Philadelphia Library. Oh, yeah, I check out CPA books. How can you have that guy? Seriously, man, that guy looks like he works over at the Philly Library. And this guy works where you have, yes, um, CPA and tax reform. That's on the third floor. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just to me, that's how he comes off to me. I just, I mean, dude, I want somebody to go after somebody. And I want somebody to put people on their back. Okay? Picking, I can't believe it either. Can you believe the Bills are favored over the world champion Rams in their own building? Boy, man, if I played on that Rams team, I might be pissed off at that. Really? Man, you're talking how good old Buffalo is. And, hey, I am too, man. I think they're going to win the AFC. I I do. I think they're going to win the AFC too. But, boy, I'll tell you, I also have to apply the same criticism that I have for all the hype that's going around the Eagles. The same thing with the Bills. Okay, let's get out and play some ball. You see Jalen Ramsey, what he said? Hey, man, I'm not going to hype them up like you guys are. Let's go out and play some football, man. We'll find out, you know. It's time to go play some ball. I love that. Stop lipping and start hitting. That's what it's about now, man. I'm with you guys. I just can't, I can't see Jonathan Gannon, man. I just can't, okay? All right. Do you guys feel like 2017 right now with this football team as you get ready? Do you feel confident that this has a error of being like the 17 Eagles. Do you feel that? Okay. 
Seals Bills are the better team. Yeah, well, beat the champs. Ryan, beat the champs. That's how I look at it. Okay, well, you're the king until someone knocks you off the pedestal. The Rams are the king. You could call yourself the king, but they wear the crown. That's how I look at it. The Bills want that crown. The Eagles want that crown. Hey, all I'm telling you is, okay, let's go play 60 minutes of football. Let's go get it. By the way, don't forget Rob Stone, Fox Sports College Football, bottom of the hour. We'll talk about some of those college football quarterback prospects, too, that maybe how we can look at. And we'll get his take, okay? Okay? All right, so, hey, um, Rob's having some technical issues. It's California, remember, man. So it may be by his phone instead of by internet here too will leave us we'll talk a little bit about that i got a boatload here to hit on here with um with the eagles here we're still going to continue that conversation too but i wanted to get the ratings for college football over the weekend we're off the charts record-breaking weekend i have never seen anticipation for football both college and pro like i have this year i mean from thursday night all the way until sunday i i'm telling monday excuse me monday night football now you got buck and aikman on monday night on espn football is going to be owned by the fans and going to be owned by football fans hard work beats talent when the talent fails to work hard i love that flex hurts has been with brady dude I don't care how hard you work. If you don't have talent, he's not a super talented quarterback. He's not. He's Tyrod Taylor. Okay? That's how, and and I know that probably rubs people the wrong way because he's such a good dude, but I don't give a shit about that stuff. He's Tyrod Taylor to me until he proves me wrong. I'm not one to sit here and tell you that I think he's going to do this or he's going to. Right now, he's Tyrod Taylor. Okay? Brady, because he works out with Brady, doesn't mean he's going to do the things Brady does in games because he can't. Brady can't run. Brady can't run. Brady doesn't want to run. Jalen does not let plays develop. It's a fact. That's why his receivers are never open. Because these DBs and these safeties are so good at what they do. That last second of the route. That's why Brady has cows with his wideouts when they're not running precise routes. Because he sits in that pocket until the very end, the last second. And that's traditionally when most of the great wideouts get open. Not in the front end of the route. In the back end of the route. That's why he takes off. It's technically unsound. 
you have been consistent when it comes to Hurts. Roland, nothing personal either, honestly. No agendas. I just want, I, I like people to go out and win. I don't like giving anybody anything. And to me, it's a better story when a guy goes out and er, the story of Tom Brady, I'll give you a better one. The Kurt Warner story is the greatest story of all time. He was cut five times, told he couldn't play, had to go to the Arena League, had to go to the World League, got one more shot with the Rams. Out of nowhere, Trent Green gets injured. And then the greatest show on turf is created. And he gets his opportunity to be a superstar. And then he gets his opportunity to put a gold jacket on. That, to me, is the greatest story I've ever seen when it comes to a quarterback fulfilling one's belief in who he is. Kurt Warner had no chance of making it. Instead, he's one of the 350-plus busts in Canton, Ohio. That's a story. That's an incredible journey to becoming a starting quarterback and a superstar quarterback in the NFL. Philly 559, no agenda. That's funny. What's the agenda then? Tell me what the agenda is. I'd like to know it myself. Philly, what do you, what do you, let, let's do, put on your mind reading hat. What's the agenda? Tell me what the agenda is. I'm not even sure what that means. Brady isn't as talented as Rodgers. Jesus Christ, you're talking about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Jalen Hurts. My God Almighty. Like, it's like, what doesn't fit? <laughs> Hurts, Brady, Rodgers. Pick one that doesn't fit. Okay, pretty simple. <laughs> so why can't that happen to Hurts? Because he's not talented at the position of throwing the ball. And this is, an, this is a league of throwing, not running quarterbacks. The NFL is a league of throwing. The rules have set the game up for that. Okay? They have set the game up for passing, not running. Nobody in the NFL drafts a running quarterback. Nobody in the NFL drafts a running quarterback. Nobody. They draft passers. They draft guys who can throw the ball and win throwing it from the pocket. Okay? Josh Allen's not going to win football games in Buffalo running the ball. Okay? Doesn't make sense. Here's another topic. Can the Eagles win the number one seed in the NFC? You win the number one seed in the NFC, and I think you can. If you win the number one seed, you're going to win that playoff game you covet. And you're going to get to the NFC championship game. If you don't win the number one seed, you won't. Because you're not going to beat Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Stafford on the road. You won't. Not with that quarterback. That's... There's the, there lies the deal. If you have to go on the road to Tampa, Green Bay, 
or Los Angeles, you're not beating any of those quarterbacks. But if you get the number one seed, you're going to have an opportunity to win a playoff game and anything can happen when that happens. When you get an opportunity. By the way, can somebody refresh my memory? In 17, did the Eagles host the NFC Championship game? I forget. I'm, I, I forget. In 17, did they host the NFC title game? I forgot that. Joe goes, what time is Warren Moon coming on? 5.30 Eastern time. They hosted the NFC Championship game in 17. Okay, thank you for reminding me. Good. Okay, good. Absolutely. I think you got to do it again. Road came through Philly. I think it's got to go through Philly again for you to win that playoff game and get to the NFC title game. Does that make sense? Look, if the Bucs have to come on the road or if Aaron Rodgers has to go into Lincoln Financial, or I'll take my – to me, that's a way better opportunity at trying to win that NFC, in my opinion, if that rolls through it, okay? Um, I, I, home field advantage, and if the playoffs have to grow through Philadelphia, okay, awesome. You sound stupid how you compare a quarterback who's only been a starter for one season to a I do, do I? Okay, Kevin, we'll find out by the end of the year. That guy is not good enough to be in the conversation with Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or any of those other guys. He's not. You know it and I know it. He's Tyrod Taylor. He's Tyrod Taylor. And by the way, Tyrod Taylor went to a Pro Bowl too. And he wasn't an alternate. Teddy Bridgewater went to a Pro Bowl. Let's not get nuts here. <laughs> Talk to me like that. I love it. I do think it matters, five-star. I do think it matters, man. I think they got to get home field advantage. If they get home field advantage, man, they can make it to that NFC title game like I think they can. Run that baby through, man. They've got the schedule to get it done. Okay. Um, Roland, you don't like that comparison? Well, who are you comparing him to him now? Who do you? Co- hey, that's interesting. I've never asked that question. Who do you compare Jalen Hurts to now? I like to hear what people who they think he's a he's what 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 is he right now to you? Thirteen wins. I think twelve might get it done, Jones. I think 12 might get it done. Okay? I think 12 might get it done where you can host home field advantage. Ryan says he's Russell Wilson. (laughs) Okay. He's Dak Prescott. Those guys could throw the ball. (laughs) Uh, McNabb. Really? So you think Jalen Hurts is Donovan McNabb? Boy, I do not. He's not Dak Prescott. It ain't close, man. Wilson. How you see Wilson throw the football? Yeah, he led the NFL in passing touchdowns. His first three years in the league, he went to two Super Bowls. Who was, and again, they had Marshawn Lynch. 
to me, that football team in Seattle with Russell Wilson was never the same after Marshawn Lynch left the building. They didn't have a running game. That's what's happening in Kansas City right now. Play action pass. That's why I told you, if Jalen is going to have a decent year this year, Miles Sanders has to be on the field for 17 football games. He can't be in the tub right now getting his hamstring. And I saw Sirianni today say that he's not concerned about it. Great. That's going to be vital as you go through this journey this year. That guy's got to be healthy. You've got to have play action set up for Jalen, or it's going to be the same as last year. Teams will be able to read this guy. And I love how everyone has said because they added A.J. Brown. Do you know actually what I think the added addition of A.J. Brown as we get into game week here? You want to know the truth? I think Devontae Smith suffers. You, you're making it sound like this kid here is going to be a, all of a sudden massive progression reader, and he's never been a massive progression reader in his entire career. But now he's going to see Goddard, Brown, and Devontae, and he's learned this in three months. Woo, boy. Okay. Okay, so you know what? Actually, Xander, I don't think that that's that bad a deal. Rob Stone's canceling on us right now because his internet is absolutely atrocious. My God almighty, man, he's in LA. He ain't that far away from big sales. <laughs> hey, Xander, to keep him up north. <laughs> So we got Warren Moon, and he's not in L.A. He's in, I believe, in Seattle. So we'll have Warren Moon, 5.30 Eastern time. It's all good. I like the conversation we're having now anyway. I think it's all good here, man. You know? <laughs> hey, Xander's like, hey, Cells. <laughs> uh, he goes like this. Hey, Cells, the gremlins are coming for you. They hear the hurt slander. Slander? You mean truth. Sills loves talking about quarterbacks on teams who had top three defenses. You mean like Joe Burrow? We're still lying. And the Bengal defense, I didn't know they were a top three defense. They were a top three defense? I'm sorry, I must have missed that. <laughs> I must have missed that ranking. The the. the The Rams are a top three defense? I must have missed that memo, too. (laughs) I missed that one. Jalen Hurts' completion percentage, go up, no drop. No drop balls. (laughs) Okay, you're talking an entire career. There's a difference between slander and truth. Brian, I know. People hate it, man. Bengals lost the Super Bowl. Oh, yes, they did. Congratulations to you, Jay. Way to Google. (laughs) Really? The Bengals lost the Super Bowl. The Bengals. Hey, say it again. Hey, hey, Xander, say it again. The Bengals lost the Super Bowl. So Joe Burrow took one of the shittiest franchises in a year and a half of starting Kind of the same amount of years starting as Jalen Hurts. And he's gone to a Super Bowl inside of a year and a half. Boy, huh? How come your boy couldn't do that? Joe Burrow took it. And don't tell me, well, he's a second rounder. Joe's number one overall. You guys are talking about $40 million per for the guy. 
Like he's one of the elite dudes. Well, if you're talking 40 million, he's elite. I'm not. I mean, Joe Burrow missed the first. Didn't didn't Burrow miss like half the season his first year starting because of an injury? Then he plays next year and he takes the Bengals. It's like taking the Jets to the Super Bowl. Nobody takes the Bengals to the Super Bowl. The Bengals. That guy changed the entire culture of a shitty organization. I didn't even know who Zach Taylor was. I thought he was a former president. Is it Zachary Taylor? I think so, right? I thought the guy was the former president. I'm like, Zachary Taylor is the head coach of the Bengals? Who's that? (laughs) It's a different era of football. An Eagle fan sitting here justifying to themselves a mediocre pass Ask Pat, Joe Burrow's the next Tom Brady. Oh, it only took you a year and a half to see that. How come it took you quicker to see that in Cincy? And we're still debating on whether or not Hertz is the guy after a year and a half of starting. Okay? See, by your logic, Burrow is better than Allen because he did what he couldn't do with the worst old line. No, what I use flex is my eye and my my brains. When I watch Justin Herbert throw the ball, I do this. Wow. When I watch Joe Burrow throw the ball, I go, wow. Plus that swagger he has. Hey, here's one thing, though, I do have an ass with Joe Burrow. What do you do hanging out at Ohio State games? They kicked your ass out of the building. What are you doing up there? I mean, it's like almost like a Brady thing. What are you doing in Columbus? I would never go back to Columbus in any way after you told me that Dwayne Haskins and Justin Field were better than me. I would never go back there. You ever hear me talking about Maryland? Hey, are you kidding me? I keep an eye on it, but I don't, I mean, I don't, I would never go back there. Ugh. Since his defense was ranked 19th in opponent yards and 13 in opponent points, defense was not that bad at all. Burrow was the engine. Dude, your defense was ranked 19th, and Burrow took a defense that was ranked 19th to one quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. I don't know. The Bengals. We're not talking about the Niners or some great franchise. We're talking about the Bengals. Oh, man. When I want, hey, even your guy Shady McCoy goes like this when he was in Buffalo. Dude, this guy, Allen, is special. He's special, man. Let me continue here. Here is the number one thing. The number one thing, okay? Let me, okay, let me continue. Here is the number one thing that's on the agenda for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2022. The number one thing is what? Think about that for a minute, okay? We apologize for Rob Stone. We'll reconnect with him to talk some college football with him. His internet went out. We will definitely have Warren Moon with us in hour number three at 5.30 talking Jalen Hurts. Also, don't forget my friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. 
means this. They don't get paid unless you do. And if you're hurt or injured on the job, there's only one place to go, and that is Morgan & Morgan. Look, they have over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, and they're ready to do battle for you. And on top of that, they're the largest firm in the country, and they say this to you. There's no such thing as a small case or a fender bender, okay? They're going to be there for you. The biggest in the country. Just remember that when we say that to you, okay? Do me a favor. Call them 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondly hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on X. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pondley Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. 
Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Board National Football Show. You guys are in for some really good guests coming up. Look who we got coming up, Xander. Let's see. There's Warren Sapp. Warren Moon's today. Tony Dungy is next week. Merrill Reese is tomorrow. We're working on Friday. So, yeah, Sapp's trying to make it happen this time for us. And Tony Dungy texts me a boatload of times, and um, I love Coach. Covered him when he was in Tampa, and um, I just absolutely love the guy too. So Tony Dungy's going to be with us next week. I can't wait to talk with him. One of the truly great guys that is a real good inspiration and a real great role model for so many people in the league. All right, please hit the like button. We thank you guys so much. Real quick before I get to the biggest thing that has to happen this year, for the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles. It's the only thing that actually matters. The rest of it is just conversation, talking shit, doing this or that. It, it, this is the biggest thing. Okay? Thank you. Cole says he's available on Friday. We'll put you on the list there, Cole. Thank you very much, man. Real quick. So the Trey Lance story's flat. It, it, it's, it's fabulous, and it's kind of... It's 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 weird to watch because there's a there's a correlation between what's going on with Trey Lance and what's going on with uh, Jalen Hurts in Philly. Hey, let me ask you this: Can you guys help me out on something? How many Division One AA players are starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Are there any other than Trey Lance? Are there any? Um, oh yeah, okay. The two guys from North Dakota State. How's that panning out? Is there anyone else? Tennessee, Tannehill went to AM. Um, Tua's a Bama guy. Winston's Florida State. Josh Allen. No, that's Division One, dude. He went to Wyoming. Wyoming's not one double A. They're in the Mountain West. I'm trying to think. Is there any other Division One AA quarterbacks other than Carson Wentz and Trey Lance in the league that are starters? I, I, I'm, I'm trying. You know, it just came to me right here when I was. Mills went to Stanford. Um, can you think of anybody? Wilson went to North Carolina State in Wisconsin. Um, Fritz went to yeah, he went to um. He, was he really a starter? Kind of off and on. Fitzpatrick, you know, he went to Harvard. Okay. The last guy was Romo. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to no, no picking. It's Wentz. Now it's Lance. Those two dudes from North Dakota State. Okay, there has to be another one double-A starting quarterback. Has to be. Okay, wait, Arizona has 
He went to Oklahoma. Okay, tell me, tell me another one double A quarterback, or what do they call it? F F F C B or F C H or whatever the hell it is. I still call it one double A. I'm trying to Tennessee, no Pittsburgh, no. Um, Baltimore, no. He went to Louisville. Flacco went Flack, Flacco starting because Zach Wilson's out. And he started his career actually at Pitt. And then he went to Delaware State. Delaware State, I think so. I think so. Jimmy G's not a starter, dude. Trey Lance is the starter <laughs> for now. I'm not talking about all time. I'm talking today. Today. Okay. Let's see here. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, he started his Flacco started his career at Pitt. So Hertz and Prudes, you won't you want to pay him what? 25, 30, 35? He he ain't gonna improve that much to give the guy that kind of cash. Okay. So really get this, guys. There's no really Division I AA starting quarterbacks, but San Francisco thinks they found the golden nugget again at North Dakota State because, hey, that's been a quarterback factory. <laughs> Look at the two quarterbacks that came out of that place. I had some idiot trying to tell me Trey Lance was 20 and 1. Well, who was he playing? Eagle Creek University? Slippery Rock? Okay, right? Eagle Horn University, who were they playing? Who were they playing? I never even heard of the places that they played. So, don't, what do you, don't you remember they're playing Saskatchewan University? <laughs> I know I'm not familiar with that. Trey Lance, though, is going to change it all, too. Good night. Guy, <laughs> that guy will be benched in four weeks. He's lucky he's got the Bears out of the gate. What if Justin Fields beats that dude? Holy cow, man. What if Fields beats that dude, man, in the opener? <laughs> hey, unbelievable. Trev, how you doing, brother? Hey, Trev, help me out here. Are Carson Wentz and Trey Lance, the only Division I AA starters in the NFL? Are, are, are they the only Division I AA starters? Jimmy G's a backup now. I'm trying. We, we're, I'm trying to come up with if, if there's any guy from these like like smaller, smaller, smaller programs like we used to see back in the day. I can't think of. And so it's only North Dakota State has two dudes. That's pretty incredible. We'll see what Wentz does this year, and we'll also see what Trey Lance will do. I'm I'm saying it again. No, no, Trev. I'm talking today. Today in the game. Okay. Jay says it's 2022. Who cares where you're from? <laughs> you have to be from a big program, in my opinion, to get a job like that in the NFL today. My point is Trey Lance, because he played against shitty opponents and no competition, how do you know he's good? Because he played against who? Slippery Rock? Eagle Creek University, how do you know that guy's good? How did you know Carson Wentz was good? How did you know that? 
He plays against no NFL talent. Zero. The evaluation is more of a hit or miss. You're gambling more on Trey Lance than you're even gambling on Jalen Hurts. Hurts played. Hey, watch this. Hey, you don't want to hear this? I feel more comfortable with Jalen Hurts than I do Trey Lance. Jalen at least played against massive competition at Alabama and at Oklahoma. At least it got him ready. Trey Lance played against nobodies. It's more, my point is, you went out on a limb with three first-round draft choices, and you're sitting a guy who's 38 and 16. That's why they kept him, because there's too many variables to go wrong here. What you're trying to do when you're drafting, like Howie's done, you're trying, why do you think Howie now drafts in the SEC? Less chances of missing, because you're playing, when you draft Devontae Smith, you think you're getting a shitty player? This guy lines up against some of the greatest athletes in the country every weekend. Guys are going to go in the first round. Trey Lance plays against nobody. Guy's wide open, man. I mean, wide open. So you take more of a game, and you threw three ones at it. The, you, you, the 49ers rolled the dice. And again, like I said, I feel more comfortable with Jalen Hurts at quarterback than I do Trey Lance. I I don't know if that guy's ready. Hey, just because you're a great athlete and you can run over hurdles and you can do the bench press and you go to a combine and you show up and you do great things, doesn't mean you're going to be a good football player. I don't know where you got that from. Okay? Rodgers went to Cal. Another Jimmy G, Jared Goff situation, that's why. Dude, I'm not gambling with number one picks. My problem with Baker Mayfield, too, was this. How many times did he transfer? Three? Three times he transferred. I mean, right? I, I mean, I don't know. Why? What the, what's up with that? Not, again, sometimes it works out. Didn't Dak Prescott come from a small school? He played in the Southeastern Conference. His team was number one at one time in the country. Mississippi State had all, had gone up to the number one ranking when he was the quarterback there. Hoss, he played it. He played in the Southeastern Conference. He's played against Alabama and LSU and Georgia every week. Dak Prescott played against some big schools. Okay. No, Texas Tech to OU, right? Yeah, Dak went to a Southeastern Conference school. Oh, Joe Burrow, Ohio State to LSU. Ain't no going down. Mississippi State is SEC. Dak was with... Yeah, Dak, 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 that team actually was... If I'm not mistaken, I think Dan Mullen was the coach. I think that was Dan Mullen's job before he got to um, Florida, if I'm not mistaken. I think Dan Mullen recruited him, too, and recruited him. All right, let me get back to where I was here. What do you think the number one thing this year is for the Philadelphia Eagles? We've gone through. Here's some of the list. 
Hertz has to play well to keep his job for next year. Concerns on durability. Is Sirianni getting better? Is this the last year of Gannon? Can the Eagles win the number one seed in the NFC? Here's the number one thing. What do you guys think is the number one thing for the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles? Tell me what you think it is. What is the number one goal? Number one. All the rest of this stuff that I've written down, it's talk. It's talk. Run the damn ball. Establish a good running game. A lot of people have a lot to prove on the Eagles. Why do I ever get notifications when I literally click notify me every effing day? Dank, I have no idea what you're talking about. I like that, Jay. The number one thing this year for your Eagle team is this. Beat Dallas. Beat Dallas. Beat Dallas. Beat Dallas. Beat Dallas. Beat the Cowboys. Beat the Cowboys. Dick Vermeil said it when he first came to Philly. Buddy Ryan said the same thing. Doug Peterson said it. Every coach who has been significant, Andy Reid, Every coach that's been significant in the history of that franchise beat Dallas. Have to beat the Cowboys. You have to win that game. If you split this year with the Cowboys, that'll be a win. Those They've owned you at home. In your own building, they've owned you. I think they've won seven to 10 ball games at Lincoln Financial. They've owned you. Got to beat them guys. 1-1 is a win. You go 1-1 against Cowboys, you got a shot at being the number one overall seed in the NFC. You get swept again. Hey, and by the way, those games have not been close. It's like JV and varsity. They've destroyed you. Every game that they've been in, that Dak Prescott's been in, that game's never been really a close ball game. Got to win, man. You got to win. Okay? Got to win, man. It's so important. That's right, Jones. Dude, everything else falls in line after you beat the Cowboys. Right? Right? Attitude starts to form. You're 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 the king of the NFCs. To win the division, own the division. Brady made a career and a living out of doing that. There's not really a threat in that division to the Eagles, except Dallas. You know, sometimes somebody's got the mojo over on you. Cowboys have it on the Eagles right now. They have the pink slip on your team. Because they've slapped you around. That's the mentality I would take going into that game. I'm not letting this happen again. I don't give a shit what happens. I'm winning this game any means necessary. 
got to beat the Cowboys, man. That is priority number one. Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders, Sirianni, Gannon, all of that will be sidebar conversation. You beat Dallas? Shit, you sweet Dallas. Whole different conversation we're talking here and barking here. Okay? Rams goes like this. Y'all setting your seating ceiling at beating Dallas as the season the season's lost already. My good friend thinks come in steps. Anything you do in life is come it comes with steps, not leaps. Nobody leaps to the top. They step to the top. They take those steps in the journey to the top. Hey, before you start barking to LA Rams, how's it feel to be an underdog in your home opener, dropping a banner and the bills are rolling in two point favorites? I don't know. I might be a little offended by that. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm the reigning Super Bowl champions, but the bills are two point favorites. Hey, get this. The bills have to travel 3,400 miles and they're still favorites. So what would it be back in Buffalo at Ritz Stadium? What would it be? Four points? Five? That's a pretty shitty thing. Hey, Rams, congratulations. You're Super Bowl champions. Oh, yeah, you're two-point dogs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, hey, beat the Rams. Hey, beat the Bills first, dude. You're being picked to lose the game in your opener, dropping a banner, and the Bills. Congratulations. Hey, oh, my God, Trevor, you watch this, man. Thursday night, tomorrow night, Mafia, Bills Mafia. Rams fans don't show up to games. Are you kidding me, man? It's like Laker fans or Dodger fans. They ain't showing up. The place is going to be Bills. Man, you know the Bills have been how – many, how many tickets do you think the Bills bought for this thing? Okay? Uh, dude, there's going to be like 30,000 Bills Mafia tomorrow night. Oh, my God, man. I can't wait to- Dude, every time the Raiders show up, and they, the the reason they didn't have Raiders and chart or uh, Raiders and Rams, because the Raiders would own that building and Cronky built it. Hey, Jalen throws for four hundred yards. <laughs> hey, Jalen won't throw for four hundred yards in three games. <laughs> Come on, Paul. Are you kidding me? That guy won't throw for four hundred yards in three ball games. Throw for about a buck fifty against the Lions, another buck seventy against the uh, Vikings. Oh, the Wentz game—he may go off in that one for a two hundred yard game. I don't know. Silio, <laughs> question: Would you call the Super Bowl run a step or a leap from two thousand sixteen? Um, I think they first had to win their division. They had to win playoff games. There were steps involved, weren't they? They just didn't go from the regular season to winning the Super Bowl. Sills. <laughs> it's all good, dude. Dude, dude that, that thing on Thursday night is going to be off the, char- off the charts, man. I'm not shaving nothing, man. Well, maybe something, but not what you think. Jalen threw for 400 yards in college. Not in college. Holy shit, not in college. Really? 
We take over the building. Hey, Nick, Bill's Mafia, man. You know what? I say the Eagles have the greatest fans. They do. Bill's Mafia, man. Woof. That's some shit there, man. Them dudes, man. It's, it's like the same thing. Hey, you know what's really cool about the NFL? You know what's really cool about it? Watch this. Like the biggest, the biggest teams in the league. Look at this. Check it out. Chiefs. Packers, Baltimore. These are just some of the great teams. Um, what's another small city? I'm trying to think. Look, look, look at how you have. What, what is what is Green Bay market like? Two ninety eight, and it's like one of the biggest brands in all of American sports. You don't have that in other sports, like baseball, basketball. You don't have it's these these Kansas City, right? Places like that, man. Kansas City, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Buffalo, New York. I mean, you could be from cities like that and Pittsburgh, right? And you could be from like cities like that and own the league. And you're a star in those cities, and you're a star in the league. Rodgers is one of the biggest stars in America. He's in Green Bay. Can you imagine having a basketball team with a star in Green Bay? No one would know who he is. That's what makes the NFL so wonderful, man. All right, beat Dallas. I got to take a timeout. Holy cow, I'm up at the top of the hour. By the way, don't forget, Warren Moon. Hour number three at 530 Eastern time. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds.
At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Big Sales National Football Show. We got a ton of shit to get to here today, man. I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Damn, L.A. Rams. Two-point dogs in your own crib. I don't know, man. Sounds like a slap in the face to me. You could be barking all you want about your Lombardi trophy, but no one thinks you guys are going to do anything in the 2022 season, good, good, good luck to you, man. I mean, damn. Yeah, that's right, too. Hey, L.A. Ram, it's one thing that's what they do in Vegas and Atlantic City, right? That's what they do, man. They, they, they make sure they lose money. I don't know, man. Flex, Dallas's front runners, they don't win the East. They don't get in. We're the ones that got to win out there in the stretch to get it in. We never fold. They can't. Flex. Let's work on that. Hey, bro, the Eagles can dominate teams with Hurts throwing 17 to 24 times. I like that. 17 to 24, 265, 70 yards rushing. Dude, that's a lot, Skid, to ask him, though, man. That's a lot. You're asking him to be your front runner in running and passing. There's no quarterback in the league outside of the guy in Baltimore and he's been hurt the last year and a half. Do you really want that for your your quarterback? Okay. That's right. And Xander's right. 75% completion up from 61 is insane thinking. It's insane thinking. If he gets to 64 or 65, that would be a monumental increase monumental monumental increase okay sills just make sure you respond friday oh i'm here man big sills writes receipts that you guys come back in cash oh my god i got a whole year are you kidding me 99 percent of the people that come in here man they've kept receipts on big sills they got them an arm long they got him an arm long, man. Are you kidding? <laughs> hey, the guy spent $10 to say Seth Joyner's the tomato can. 
Seth Joyner is no tomato can, my friends. And don't forget to catch him on our post-game show this Sunday. And I am looking forward to that, too. I will be watching that. With, with a couple Coronas, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sills, I got a shaved head voucher on you. No, 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 Paul. We're not sh- Big Sills doesn't shave his head. I got too many cuts and scratches. By the way, I want to finish up my headlines for the 2022 season. My NFC rankings, I'm going to do this on a weekly basis, kind of like what they do in college football to start the season. And the games, we're going to look at some of the games. Don't forget Warren Moon, 530 Eastern. We're going to talk some Jalen Hurts with him. If you can, you know, my first question with Warren's going to be, Warren, do you think you can run with just a dominant running quarterback? That's who he is. He's not a passer. He has not proven that yet. Well, they got A.J. Brown. No, no. Let's talk about Jalen. So let me ask you this. Before I move on. So do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a less of a passer this year because Devontae Adams is not there? Yay or nay? Do you, do you think he'll be a lesser of a passer? And that the Packers won't be in the conversation with, I think probably could be a top five defense. Listen, either way, the cookie crumbles. We're in good shape. If Hurts fails, we got insurance policies other teams don't have. True. But one thing, Flex, so you're going to start bailing on the season if the kid starts not playing well? Are you positive about that or just guessing? Um. Rodgers' completion percentage will be lower this year. That's right. Because Green Bay never has receivers. They never develop them. Dude, there's there's only one other place that develops better receivers than Green Bay. It's Pittsburgh. The Eagles don't produce receivers. You have to buy them. The two best receivers that you've had in the last 25 years, you bought. Am I wrong? You didn't draft them. The Eagles' two best wide receivers in the last 25 years. Receivers. Wide receivers. Not tight ends. Not running backs to catch the ball. Wide receivers. You bought. Okay? <laughs> okay? You bought. You didn't draft him. You didn't develop him. T.O. and A.J. were bought. Jones goes, we'll see about Smith. I'll get to him. Oh, yeah. He's on my list here. <laughs> okay. You think you, you think D.J.X. was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL? I think D.J.X. was a better special teams guy. I think he was a... I think he was a little – I think DJX was like right here from being one of those truly great ones. He was good. He was good. But I said your two best wide receivers, you bought them. DJX wasn't better than T.O. or A.J. You bought him. DJX is not better than A.J. Brown. 
and Terrell Owens. Did you hear me? You're not listening. What about D-Jax? I didn't say he wasn't good. I said he's not better than T.O. or A.J. Can you not hear English? (laughs) Oh, I know. I know it gets really rough around here. Hey, Xander, I get it. It gets rough around here sometimes. I'm sorry. I know some of you guys, man, you really get offended by when I point reality out to you. You know, it's funny when I had, when I was doing a show with Barrett Brooks, Barrett said that he could have, that I could have sewed his head to the floor, that they would have had a 100 catch wide receiver in team's history. He was stunned to find that it never happened. Never really close either. AJ, hey, don't get me wrong, Christopher. I'd like me some Deshaun Jackson. Don't, don't get me wrong, dude. I like him. You know, some people like Tyree Kill. I like, because you know why? D-Jack's been special teams too, dude. If I had a pick between Deshaun Jackson and Tyree Kill, I'm going to take Deshaun Jackson. Because you know why? He was a stud on special teams too. And I like that about him. He wanted to play it. You don't really see Tyree Kill doing any of that. Deshaun Jackson was a star at both. I think he made the Pro Bowl at, you know what I'm saying? D-Jax was a better wide receiver numbers than AJ. (laughs) We're going to have that conversation at the end of the year when we see the numbers. Okay. Again, Slasher, Jeremy Macklin is not better than Terrell Owens or AJ Brown. I didn't say that Jeremy Macklin was bad. I said your best two wide receivers in the last 25 years, you bought them. It's a factual statement. Macklin had 100 yards in a season. No, no, 100 catches. T.O. was a beast, man. Was it 04? That season, man. That dude, I mean, like he missed like a couple games too, and he still had 14 touchdowns. What a what a monster year. He he may have he may have threatened that number for. Okay. Fred Barnett is better than AJ Brown. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna tell you the guy that is gonna have a great season. I think the best pass catching guy this year in Philadelphia is a storyline that I'm going to be watching. One of the top 22 storylines for the Eagles. Man, I think Dallas Goddard's going to put up numbers that you're going to start talking to him like in the Kittle, the kid in Baltimore, Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. I think Goddard's going to put up big numbers. Goddard may have 100 catches this year, he may have 1,200 yards. He's going to be in the long line of really good tight ends that the Eagles have produced over the years. Okay? I do, man. Okay? Okay? Slasher. Macklin is not better than Terrell Owens or A.J. Brown. What are you not hearing? 
You bought your best receivers. <laughs> I think he's going to be special. Slasher, I think he's going to be special, man. I, I think Dallas Goddard, you know what? Since they got rid of Zach Ertz, I would say this, man, that this guy's ability has just absolutely, he's getting better and better and better and better and better. And in my opinion, I think he's going to have a really breakout year here. Speaking of breakout year, may I say this to you? And remember I said this, Sander. I think the guy that's going to have the biggest breakout year, if you were picking a player, what player would you pick out? Stop the propaganda. Propaganda's lies. One above all, propaganda. Oh, okay, I got you. One above all, I got it. I got it. Got you, brother. Who's the one guy that you're going to say is going to have that breakout year this year? Okay. Who do you, what, what player would you take? Breakout year. Not name hurts. I don't want to talk about him. Not yet. What? Gannon? That's interesting. Okay. Devontae Smith is going to ball out. I'm going to get to him in a minute. Gainwell. I thought Goddard almost had eight, didn't Goddard have almost 800 yards last year? Josh Sweat for me. I think he's going to have a breakout season. I think Josh Sweat is going to have an opportunity to be an every down football player for the Eagles. And all the things that they have been saying about him for the last two years, I think they're going to come to a head this year. And I think this guy is going to play his ass off. I think Josh Sweat, of all the defensive football players on that side of the football that we've been waiting for, I think he's going to have a breakout season. I think Josh Sweat is going to be that guy. Dude, I could see him getting 10 sacks this year. I could actually see him in a conversation to battle Hassan Reddick for team lead in sacks. That's how good I think he is. Clayton. I like what Clayton has just said. Let me get to Chauncey Gardner-Johnson here, CJ. I'm going to make a prediction on your Philadelphia Eagle new acquisition. I think this kid makes the Pro Bowl. I like him. Shit talker, attitude. See, here's here's why I like Xander. You gotta like this guy too. Here's why I like Chauncey Gardner Johnson. You know why? Xander will tell you about big sills all the time. Xander and I text over the weekend. Xander, you'll love this. You see, folks, when you have a defensive football player, I'd rather pull that guy off the edge than have to push him to it. And a guy like CJ, you have to pull him off the edge and protect him from falling in the pit because you see so much talent. The difference between being a legend and a pro bowler is that much. That's the distance to the edge of the cliff. I'd rather rein a guy back in, pull him back in, than have to consistently push him to be great. 
Most of those guys that are great live on the edge. This guy lives on the edge. And I, I, I think this guy's going to be a pro bowler. I really do. Skid, I said throw 17 to 24 times with 24, 260 yards, 70 rushing yards. I think the firepower on the outside in Goddard will open up the run game. Sanders, 80-plus. Hurts, 50 to 80 yards. Smith will be the baller this year. JM, Sweat is a product of being on a D-line with a lot of talent. He's not special. I think he is. I think he is. I disagree. I think he is. Um, Let me get to the last one. Here's my last one here. Devontae Smith. What's his role in this offense? How about this? Who do you think Steichen wants to establish in this offense first? AJ, Goddard, Devontae. And don't say it's going to be by committee because it's not going to be that way because your quarterback doesn't think that way. Your quarterback doesn't allow wide receivers to finish their routes. He's not going to have time to find a third or second option. He's just not. That comes from Greg Cosell's mouth, not just mine. What's his role? So all of a sudden, you spend $25 million per year on a guy that you're not going to target number one. Howie Roseman's going to have a conversation and a call down to the sidelines. What are you doing? I pay that guy 900 grand. You got to remember something about the NFL. When you start paying him, you got to start playing him. All the people that are thinking that Jordan Davis is going to start playing right away. You got $30 million tied up in your two DTs. You think you're just going to have those guys and watch the owner sitting there watching two guys making $30 million combined? And you got a rookie in there playing? Not going to happen. Okay? Whoever's the best matchup. Really? So you think that's how that's going to work? The best matchup? That Jalen Hurts is going to find that. There will be the problem. You've got to have targets. Jalen Hurts is not a quarterback that's going to walk to the line of scrimmage and know where to throw the ball immediately. He ain't Tom Brady. They're going to tell him where to throw it. Brady knows where to go with it. In his own mind, he knows where he's going with it. Jalen doesn't yet. And he doesn't allow the offense to progress. Most of the time, when he was looking for receivers last year, they were not into their routes, but 65% of the route. That's why he took off running. Okay? Smith is going to be open a lot. Dallas G will be the benefit. I agree with that. 
I'm I'm just wondering what Devontae Smith's role is going to be. And how many catches and yards. You think they go up or down? I think there's a chance those numbers go down. If Goddard, so if you're getting 10 targets, you're getting 10 targets a game, 10, 10 targets for AJ. You got another nine targets for Dallas Goddard. So we're throwing the ball 30 times a game. Okay. That's a remedy for L's. Hurts gets better every year. I didn't see that. Actually, I thought he was better under Doug Peterson. I didn't think he got better last year. I think he got better running the ball last year. I didn't think he got better throwing it. Seriously, I actually thought he threw the ball better with Doug. It was my observation. Nick, Philly is a great sports city. Dude, Wait till you see another great sports city tomorrow in L.A. And not it's not L.A. Ram fans. <laughs> it's going to be Buffalo Bill fans. Skid, do you think Jalen Hurts will get more confidence to trust his arm more? Because, Skid, he's, go, he's going to get more confidence with the more successes he sees with his team. Higher completion percentage. I don't think it's going to be about ending numbers. I think it's going to be more about 65% completion percentage, the run-to-pass ratio, how many points they put up on the board. All that is going to go into the mix of how they see how the offense is progressing. Again, their quarterback's not their dominant offensive player. Their offensive line is their dominant group. He's not – He's. Of all, actually, if you think about it, if you rank them, Hertz would probably be like of the 11 starters. Okay, AJ's better, Smith's better, Goddard's better, Lane Johnson's better, Malata's better, Dickerson's better, Kelsey's better. So he's probably 10. Most places, the Bills' offense starts with the guy, <laughs> Green Bay starts with the guy. I mean, Tampa starts with Brady at 44. Jalen at 51 completion percentage. I said I, I said I thought he threw the ball better. Hey man, Nick, I, I I like that. So just for me, I think I, I think this is gonna be interesting to see where Devontae Smith. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today ends up fitting into this offense. All right. I want to hit on some of the NFL games, and also I got the power rankings. I'm going to do that every week when it comes to the NFC teams. We'll do AFC tomorrow, okay? I wrote down the NFC today, so we'll do AFC tomorrow as well. 
Um, Warren Moon will join us at 5.30 Eastern time. I think there's some really great storylines, though, this year for the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, don't forget also our good friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. If you're hurt or injured on the job, there's only one place for you guys to go, and that is Morgan & Morgan. For the people, is not a slogan. It's who they are. Over 800 attorneys, the biggest firm in the country, is there to defend you to this tune. Get this. Last 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion when it comes to compensation for their clients. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them your boy Big Sill sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pong Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. 
so good it just disappears. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Seals. May I share a picture with you that one of Jerome Brown's best friends back in Brooksville sent me, and I posted it on my Twitter page. Man, this was the first game of the 2000, or excuse me, the 1992 Eagle season. It was the first game back. Those of you that were around at that time and were old enough, Jerome was killed in the summer. And the first game of the season at the vet, and my friend took this picture, and here's Reggie. The entire fan base stood up and cheered my friend, my teammate. And it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. Tim Jenkins, his um, he puts on those golf tournaments still to this day in Brooksville. I mean, that's pure Philly. Look at that, man. Everyone was going nuts that day. Tim goes, you got to show the picture of sales to everybody. It's Reggie holding up Jerome's jersey that Willie Sr. and the mom got. And now, by the way, D. Brown has his boy. Veterans Stadium, week one, 1992. Thought I'd share that with you. That's Philly fan base. By the way, Xander, can you put Flex's uh, deal up? I missed it. I apologize, Flex. I just I wanted to, I wanted to show that AJ gone after the Ramseys of the world on him. Dallas will be double teaming Smith and have the weakest matchups when it comes to CB two. Again, that sounds all great technically, Flex. Will your quarterback be able to find him? Okay. Um, Fab Five, McNabb Fab Five goes, why does this guy make Eagles content? Well, because I have it. And here's, you want some more content? Here's what we got at his funeral. McNabb Five. That's the palm that I had the day he died. You want more? Talk to me about that. You have no idea who I am. No idea who I am and who I know. Seth Joyner comes on this show because he knows I knew Andre Waters well. I knew Wes Hopkins. I know 
just about every single guy that coached that team. Stupidity at its highest sometimes with certain people. Okay? Stupidity. Let me get to my rankings now here. This is preseason as we get ready for the games tomorrow. Okay? JM, you're right. Stop being depressing, Sills. Fair enough, man. We got football season and the Lions. I apologize. Hey, hey. Sorry, that's a silly old trait in me, so I apologize, okay? You know, I think that's the Italian thing in me, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, man. And you're right. You're right, too, man. JM, you're right. I apologize. Here's my rankings. My top eight teams. My top eight teams. Okay, in the NFC. Number eight. I have the Arizona Cardinals. I think you might be shocked by this one. Number seven. I have the New Orleans Saints. Number six. The San Francisco 49ers. Don't worry. Jimmy Garoppolo's on the way. The Trey Lance experiment will be over in a few weeks. You're going to get away with it because the NFC is not like the AFC. Hang in there. You'll be okay. Trey Lance, that thing's just about over with. Okay? And then you're going to have to explain to the DeBartolo family and the York family, why they wasted three ones on a guy who's a turd. <laughs> and remember I said that. Just remember I said that. Okay? Just remember I said that. I don't think shit of Trey Lance. Okay? I do not. I have seen nothing that makes me go, that guy's a top flight quarter. Dude, when I watched Trey Lance throw the ball and I saw Justin Herbert in one game against the Chiefs in his first start, I went like this. Wow. I saw Joe Burrow. Wow. Can this guy develop? I mean, it starts with wows. And then you're hoping the guy progresses and gets better. Wow. Holy cow. Geez, that it would be more of a surprise for me if Herbert failed than if Garoppolo, or excuse me, Trey Lance. Okay, has success. It, it, I, I, I would be more stunned. By the way, if you put Justin Herbert on the open market right now, he's a $50 million guy. You have teams lined up from Philadelphia to Miami in the market. Speaking of Miami, I bet you they're all excited with the fact that they took Tua over Herbert. You think they'd like to have that mulligan again? Yeah. Hey, Tilson goes, he'll be better than B Jimmy G. Well, that means he has to win a Super Bowl. And I don't see it. I don't see it. Okay? I do not see it. You've seen all the preseason games. Are you kidding me? So did the Niners. And that's why they brought Garoppolo back. Jimmy G goes, did you see what he said? 
Garoppolo was asked a question. Did you think you were coming back? He goes, no, that wouldn't even cross my mind. I never. There it is. <laughs> Trey Lance and his agent must be going like this. Damn, they brought the dude back. Watch them give Garoppolo a contract extension <laughs> at the end of the year. Watch him. Watch. Watch what the Niners do. Uh, no, that ain't working. I think the swag of AJ brings on offense and CG brings on defense. I think it means CJ on defense will make everyone better. Do you agree? Uh, hey, attitude is a good thing to have when you're winning. Someone talking shit out there when you're nine and eight, eh, it's talking shit. It's like when me and Mario were talking about the dumbass turnover chain. So you're getting beat by eight points in the middle of a game and you're putting the turnover chain on on the sidelines. It's dumb. It's dumb. Guy talking shit and you're getting beat by the Lions is dumb. I'm not, and I'm not saying you're going to get beat. I'm not. Don't take that because I know how people go. Deb, go Bills. Two-point favorites over the Rams. Good night. That that stuns me. Okay, so my top 10 NFC teams. Cardinals 8, Saints 7, Niners 6. The Philadelphia Eagles come in at number 5. Number 4. By the way, I believe this will change. There are weekly polls we're going to do. The Bucks are at four. I've got the Rams at three. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe. I, hey. Should the Eagles be higher than five? Trader, I agree with all your points about Hurts, my boy. Will Lee was throwing dimes in Kentucky. Hey, I think Florida plays Kentucky this weekend. Hey, Chris, is that right? Thank you very much, Trader Chris. Chris, do the Gators play um, Kentucky this week? I think they play the Gators this week. That Kentucky team's good too, man. Yeah, man, maybe I got the – maybe – may. You think I should put the Eagles three? Bucks, top four. Eagles. Oh, wait. Bucks, Eagles, Rams, Packers. Would you go there? Top four? I think I'm going to change that up. I think I'm going to change that up. Okay? I'll go, I'll go 49ers. At five bucks, and then I'm gonna put them ahead of the. Um, yeah, but can you put the Eagles ahead of the Bucks after they just killed you in a playoff game? I don't know if you could do that, right? Maybe the Packers are our Packers are too high at one. They got the best quarterback in the NFC. I think. 
know, until we change quarterbacks and defensive coordinator. Bucks number one with all those injuries. I don't have the Bucks number one. I got the Bucks in the top four. Green Bay, Rams, Bucks, Eagles. That's what I have. Mr. International, that's where we're going. Okay. We ranked eighth overall. <laughs> Who said that? Dude, you're dumb as a box of rocks. You are, man. <laughs> hey, seriously, man. Hey, like LT says, here's my advice to young players. Don't do crack. <laughs> Don't do crack. Thank you very much. All right. Love it, man. Hey. Don't forget Warren Moon. He'll be with us in the third hour at 5.30 Eastern time. Let's take a look at some of these great games that we got coming up here, man. First week of the NFL season. Okay? Here's Here we go, man. Ready? Here we go. Hey, McNabb Fab Five, I'm starting to like you. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, he's wrong if the Eagles are eighth. He's wrong. Okay? By the way, something really cool happened on my Twitter. Paps Blue Ribbon decided to um, start following me, and they started having conversation, asking me about the show and such. And I'm like, PBR, baby? I'm kind of a corona guy myself, but hey, you know what, man? I could be wormed into something. <laughs> yeah, Mr. International, Warren Moon, 530 Eastern. So the Thursday game, I'm, I'm not going to pick the games until we start tomorrow. I'll pick tomorrow's game tomorrow. Then Friday, on Football Friday, we'll go into all these games. Okay? Saints and Falcons. Marcus Mariota versus Jameis Winston. I can't wait to actually watch that. Okay? Free beer or bust. <laughs> For you, I don't drink beer. <laughs> yeah. What are you, an aristocrat? What kind of guy from Philly doesn't drink beer? Oh, that's right. I forgot. Xander eats mountain oysters and like um, all kinds of really weird food and such and all the health stuff. He skins like um, animals and I know it's really weird, man. He's a real healthy. He's a healthy guy. Big Sills, you know. I'm more of a scallop and lobster kind of guy. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, trout and such like that, you know. Xander's the guy that eats all the healthy stuff and mountain oysters and I don't know. I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to watch Jameis Winston, man. You know? <laughs> Pabs, give me beer. <laughs> Yale, line of the day. Paps gives me beer farts, which are horrible. <laughs> Any man with his, with his good sense, and he'll have to have a real strong woman with him if he's drinking and you have beer farts. It's never a good thing. And usually they're about 2.30 at night. Horrible. <laughs> um. I was a kid at the Billy Graham crusade at the vet and Reggie came to speak and told us about 99. Hey, trader Chris, 
Let's keep this up, man, okay? Because you'll have me in tears. 49ers and Bears. Thank God for you, Lance. You got a shitty team. Watch this, too. I, you want to hit. You want to hear a prediction? Every 49er fan will come after me on Sunday night and Monday because Lance will play well against the shitty Bears. He better. If that guy, if they win by a point against the Bears, is that thing in Chicago? Is that thing in Chicago? If that thing is in Chicago, gaming, I don't know. I thought he was out like first three weeks. He may come back, Chase Young, I think for the Eagle game. Oh, my God, 49ers and Bears. It's in Chicago. Oh, oh man. Seven points. I might take the Bears. Wow, man. Justin Fields beats Trey Lance. That place will – they'll light that thing on fire, man. Trey Lance, three first-rounders, man. When do we start putting Garoppolo? Oh, my God, that would be great drama. Wow, will that be great for my show. Bears at home? Hey, by the way, this just in. This is a note to Bear fans. Are you really going to try to put a dome on Soldier Field? Are you dumb? Football is meant to be played outside. And in Chicago, let's put it inside. Why would you take your home field advantage away when people freeze their baguettes off? Hey, ask Eagles gang green about going up to Chicago and playing there at Soldier Field. If they would like to have played in a dome. Are you crazy? The biggest disadvantage the Minnesota Vikings have, and they haven't been back to a Super Bowl since, when they left Metropolitan Stadium and they put a dome there, the Hubert Humphrey Dome, and now this new thing. You took the biggest home field advantage away that the Minnesota Vikings had by putting a lid on top of the stadium. How dumb can you be? That mayor, man... Oh, yeah, I forgot. No politics. Good night. What an absolute idiot. Putting a lid on the on the Bears fans? Could you imagine? Hey, can you imagine playing in Philadelphia and Lincoln Financial a dome? You'd go nuts. No guy in his right mind would want to play in Philadelphia as a fan or be a you would never go for that. Let's have a dome in Philly. <laughs> Jesus criminy, man. It's dumb. Steelers and Bengals. Interesting. Mitchell Trubisky's been named a starter. Hey, is Joe Burrow playing? Okay. Okay. Ryan Sills, the EV can't freeze the bots off. Yeah, I like, hey, man, dude, I could never see people playing football indoors in Philadelphia. Save those domes for L.A. Softest fans on the planet. I mean, they are. Eagles and Lions, baby. Mm. Mm. 
Hey, you want to see an upset? I'm going to bury the lead here on this. I'll bet the Patriots lose to the Dolphins. Do you see what Bill Belichick did? He's bringing the team down today. Why do you think he's bringing the team down today? They're playing Sunday. They're bringing them down today. Why do you think Bill Belichick is doing that? <laughs> it's 98 humidity, 100 degrees. And man, hey, you saw it with the Eagles and how they looked. And you got to go down to South Florida. I was just talking to you about an advantage that Minnesota and Buffalo have because they play outside or used to Minnesota. The Bills have a great advantage when teams have to fly up there and play in that cold weather. Look at what Miami has. How'd you like to go down there and play in a 60-minute ball game, Miami Dolphins? I'll bet you the Dolphins beat them. I'll bet you they beat them. Or they cover. Okay, you watch. Ravens-Jets, the greatness of Joe Flacco versus Lamar Jackson, who's playing for a contract. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, how about this one, man? Jacksonville and Doug Peterson versus his boy, Carson Wentz. Man, does the NFL know how to schedule games? Dude, I'll be tuning into that thing. Jacksonville versus Washington. Who do you got in that one? I think Trevor Lawrence, man, I think he's going to have a bounce-back season. Carson Wentz? Ooh. <laughs> Playing against Dougie. Oh, man, this is going to be a good – that's a good little storyline there. It's in Washington, too. Mr. International, Doug wins. Jags by a field goal. <laughs> oh, man. Can Hurts play in the cold? He still hasn't shown it. Hey. Birdman, can Hurts play in Philly? He still hasn't shown it. Just saying. <laughs> Colts and Texans. Jesus, criminy. This guy ended with a crap team and lost. He better not lose at his Texans team and Lovey Smith's guys. Oh, no, he, that's right. I forgot. Excuse me. He's in Washington now. But now, Matt Ryan better not lose. Matt Ryan. You better not lose. Or guess what? Jim Irsay is going to start popping them. He's going to start popping them pill bottles open. Again. <laughs> and he, he's going to start popping them pill, pill bottles open. Hey, what's going on? I got rid of one cancer. You know what the problem with the Colts is? The Colts are comparing everybody to Andrew Luck. And this guy's all ticked off. You notice why Peyton Manning has nothing to do with the Colts. This guy lives in Denver. He considers himself a Bronco. The way they shit on him, he wants nothing to do with Indianapolis. Okay? Oh, my God. You watch this, this guy go, hey, man, I got another cancer in the building. We got to get another guy. Oh, my God, man. Frank Wright will not survive this. If Matt Ryan does not play well, he will not survive this. Him and Chris Ballard, man, better make this thing work because the guy who owns the, you know, he's a little, you know, pill bottles all over the seat, $35,000 in cash. You know, he could be very irrational at times. I don't know. Browns and Panthers. I mean, look at the leak. So Baker Mayfield goes against the Browns. 
Hey, and by the way, you know what the greatest thing on the planet is also, now that the season's starting? Everyone in Cleveland is doing this. Watch this. Oh, my God, there's no Deshaun Watson talk. Oh, my God. Isn't this great? It's over. No sexual harassment conversations. No sexual assault. Nobody talking about the 230 guaranteed. Oh, God, the league can they can cover a story as good as anybody. Just cover bodies, man. <laughs> the thing will heat up again as they get closer to him getting activated. This is wonderful. The Browns, Andrew Barry's doing this. We won. We won the quarterback franchise sweepstakes. And the Eagles have Jalen Hurts. Merry Christmas. One gets a box of one gets a box of rocks in their stocking, and the other one they get free toys for a year. <laughs> the Eagles get a box of rocks in Hertz, and the Browns get a box of toys. Very fun, man. <laughs> oh, man, good night. And then there's Baker Mayfield. Yeah, man. Hey, I, I don't know about him, but to me, Baker Mayfield comes off like he's got short guy. He's got short guy syndrome. He's always trying to like pick a fight with the biggest dude in the room and he gets his ass whooped. I just, I mean, he's like the smallest. He's like the smallest guy. He's got like small guy syndrome. You know, he just reminds me he's got small guy syndrome. You know, <laughs> I mean, everything is like an argument with him. Bro, pick your – Xander's even telling me, Sills, pick your arguments. Pick your battles better. This guy wants to fight everything, okay? He comes off like, again, like he's got a small guy mentality. Dude, relax. You're a starting quarterback in the NFL. Enjoy it. Jesus, Gramini. This guy wants to fight over everything. That's nauseating. It's taxing to a team and an organization when you got a guy that's constantly do that. And get this. You get you wear your welcome out. Relax, Xander. Xander's like, Mayfield, Cilio. Relax. <laughs> Mayfield, Cilio. Hey, I don't have short guy syndrome, though. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe I did. Jerome used to always say that. The guy said he could eat a bowl of soup off your head, Cilio. Who said that? I never said that. Oh, man, he used to do that to me all the time. Hey, Cilio, man, that guard right there just said he could eat a bowl of soup off your head. Man, I think he also said he could put his probably his, his Coke on your head, too. Are you saying I'm short? <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe small guy syndrome came from bigger guy messing with him too much. Yeah, but if you're a short guy, you should be Tyson knocking big guys out. Baker Mayfield doesn't look like Mike Tyson to me. <laughs> Mike Tyson was a short guy who killed guys <laughs> that were 10 times taller than him. That's Trevor Burbick, how it felt when he hit the chin. When his, the first thing that hit the turf was his chin. That guy's 6'6". Tyson's like, if you stood next to Mike, if he's 5'11", I'm 6'5". He's not the tallest guy on the planet. I mean, Tyson is as wide as a couch. 
That is true. That he is that dude's wide, man. And he's bigger in person than you think when it comes to muscular structure. That dude is a he's built weird, but he is he is a very muscular guy, but he is dude, that guy would have to stand on five Tokyo phone books to look most people in the eye. Okay? Seriously. You'd have to get a stack of Tokyo phone books and put them up there so he could look somebody in the eye. He's not a tall dude, man. He's not. JM, which moon was better, Vikings moon or Oilers moon? Oilers moon, man. Dude, Oilers moon. Packers and Vikings. This is going to be a hell of a football game. Wow. And it's in Minneapolis. That is going to be, okay, that's going to be a great, great, great football game. Giants and Titans. Giants are terrible. Okay? Chiefs and Cardinals. Interesting ball game, and it's in Glendale. They don't. (laughs) Raiders and Chargers. Wow, I love that. Bucks and Cowboys. You get Cowboys. Hey, by the way, Undisputed, you know the show, the show, the show on FS1 with Skip Bayless? Dude, it's like a it's like a five-day Dallas Cowboy pregame show. All they talk about is, like, they talk about C.D. Lamb. Like, he's better than any wide receiver that the Eagles have. C.D. Lamb or Devontae Smith? I don't know. I might take Devontae in that one. CD Lamb, AJ, I know who I'm taking there. I mean, CD Lamb is not better than the guy in Washington, Terry McLaurin. I don't know what the hell they're talking about when they talk about some of these Cowboy players like that. I went like this. You think CD Lamb is a top 15 wideout? Dude, Diggs and Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown. DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson. It's like a ton of guys that are better than that dude. Like, who is that? Then Bronco Seahawks. <laughs> so Russell Wilson plays against the Seahawks. Amazing. Hey, Warren Moon is going to join us. At 5.30 Eastern, please do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hour three coming up. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Three National Football Show. Please hit the like button. Warren Moon, bottom of the hour, 5.30 Eastern. We will talk with him right out of the gate. I'm going to ask him what his thoughts are of Jalen Hurts. If you can win with a running quarterback today. And how much you can develop into being a pass. Warren Moon was always a passer. Warren Moon was not a runner at all. He he. Threw for 70,000 yards in his career. Had one of the, by the way, one of the greatest contracts of all time. Do you get this? So Lee Steinberg, his agent, put this contract together. And it's by far one of the greatest moves of all time. Xander, you'll love this, man. So this is the era of Marino, Montana, Elway, all those great quarterbacks, right? And Steinberg knew he was never going to be the highest paid quarterback when you got dudes like that floating around. It's just not. So he put a contract together that said this. He went to Houston management. He went to the Adams family and went like this. Okay, listen, you don't want to pay him the highest paid money. Let's put it out here. He will never be paid lower than the third highest quarterback in the NFL. And the Tex or the Oilers went like this. 
Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a great deal. Little did they realize that when Elway's deal came up or Marino's deal came up, every year they were renegotiating Warren Moon's contract. So for like 10 years in Houston, Moon got a pay increase. Not just because of the amount of years he signed, but every year he signed, he got like more money than the next guy. He could never be paid lower than the third highest paid guy in the NFL. So all of a sudden, you're, you're paying for a million dollars. They give Joe, Joe Montana five million. He makes five million and one. <laughs> all of a sudden, when Elway's deal comes up, he makes seven million. Okay, I got a two million dollar increase in my pay, and one dollar. <laughs> Dude, one of the absolutely greatest contracts of all time was the Warren Moon contract with the Oilers. I love that, man. What's your prediction for the game Sunday? Oh, no, 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 no. It's only hump day, my friend. That does not come out until football Friday. We will have our game preview, and we will put it all together on Friday. And I'll tell you how I see that game playing out. We'll do it Friday. We'll talk a little bit about tomorrow's game as well, Rams and Bills. Bills are a two-point favorite going into that game on the road against the defending world champions. So, again, I I, I do want to start one more time out, and I want to reset this. Um, Nick Sirianni telling everybody in Philadelphia that football's king. Thanks, Nick. (laughs) That's not some great epiphany um, that you've come up with and it's that's not really um, a strong take. He goes, I've never seen it where football means more. Okay, what 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 is that? Are you are you talking to the fan? And did you see some of the uh, media people? He's one of us. No, he's not. He's a coach. Remember that. He's paid to say the right things to you. No, he's not. Okay, the players are. They're the ones that play for you. They're the ones that hear the cheers, not the coaches. Coaches and owners, you think the owner of the Eagles is an Eagle? He owns the team in Philly. The players, this is a league of players. Players make the league. Okay, players play in front of the fans. The reason you sell jerseys, you don't sell jerseys with names of the owners on them or the coaches. You sell jerseys with the name of the players on them and the numbers that you wear in the stands. There's a reason for that. Those are Eagle fans. Those are Eagle players. Those are the people that represent your city. Those are, that's who the league is. Anytime you hear people saying, oh, the coach is like, hey, dude, right, whatever. I'm not saying you don't have an affiliation or you respect and admire the fan base. I'm not saying he's not doing that. He is. But don't come, don't, don't start selling me a car again. Like you've been selling me this Jalen Hurts car. I hate people who sell me shit. Dude, I don't want to hear anybody selling me anything. I've never seen football mean more to a city in my life than in Philly. Dude, go win games. Going, see that kind of conversation to me, 
It's high school. That's high school stuff. Great coaches go out and win ball games, and fans do this. Damn, I really love Andy Reid. I love Doug Peterson. And again, I'm not saying that Doug or Andy never said anything about the fan base and how much he admired coaching and how much he admired raising his family. That's not what I'm saying. It doesn't come off genuine, though. Nick may mean it in the moment. He may mean it in the moment. He, I'm not, look, again, it's just, it's quirky. He's kind of a quirky dude. You know, the seedling things and Jalen had his best practice ever. Dude, some of the dumbest comments I heard this offseason and in the, in the camp have come from the coach. Dude, act like you're a mature guy. Just doesn't, I mean, that stuff is dumb. To me, at least, it just comes off dumb. And think you're going to bullshit a fan base like the Buffalo Bills or the Eagles or Patriot fans is asinine. People in this city that I've known and people that have played there, this is all I hear. If you ask Jason Kelsey, if you show up and you win ball games, you'll be a god in that city. And you don't even have to say a word. They'll revere you like nobody's business. They'll look at you in a whole different look at Kelsey, man. This guy's drinking beers when he you know what I you know what the greatest thing about Jason Kelsey is? This guy's drinking beers winning games and playing Hall of Fame football. Dude, if that doesn't represent your city, there ain't a player in the history of your franchise that has ever represented, and that includes Reggie and Jerome. That guy represents everything you want to be. As a player, beer drinking, fun, winning, Hall of Fame football he plays. Shit. That guy's got the best of everything. And admiration by the organization. Hey, what do you think of Cam Jurgens? I love the kid. Okay, we're drafting him. Dude, that's not about barking and flapping your gums. Philly football means more here. It's just, it's hokey. I don't know, maybe that's not a good word for it, but it's just hokey. Act like an NFL coach all the time. It's dumb. I just, I don't know, man. I, I hear that stuff and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I mean, college coaches talk like that. You see what Saban said too? Let me show you what the difference between Nick Saban and Nick Sirianni is. Xander, I don't know if you saw this. Somebody asked him about a depth chart. <laughs> Saban goes, I don't know. You know, as a matter of fact, that'll be the last depth chart I ever put out. We're not going to have depth charts any longer here. And the reporter goes, why? He goes, well, we got guys that battle for positions each and every single day here. And guess what? One guy may have a better week. One guy may miss some practices. Next guy's going to play. I'm playing everybody. When you come here and you're a five-star kid and you're a great talent, there ain't really any starters here. You may see a whole different group in there. As a matter of fact, that'll be the last time you see a death chart. I thought that was unreal. Because he's right. He constantly has competition in his building. In his coaching staff and on his roster, 
Every day, you got to go into that building and compete. When you're at Alabama, dude, you don't win a job. Your work during the week keeps you from, it keeps you playing on Saturday as a starter. That's when you got the ultimate program in the country. I love that. What depth chart? Anybody could play five deep here. He's just passionate and got a different personality. Yeah, but you're talking to men. You're talking to men that don't need that. My motivation is my paycheck and my direct deposit on Tuesday. I don't need a guy chirping like that. I don't, it's, you flex. You got to understand when you go to that level, coaches, talks, and speeches, <laughs> it's, not, it's none of that. You're either going to perform or you're not. And I don't need a Newt Rockney speech. Okay? Dude, if I have to motivate my players through quirky things to get them ready to play against the Lions, I don't have NFL players. Every guy self-motivated. That's who I want on my team. Hey, how you doing, John? One of the greatest things I ever remember Jimmy Johnson always doing. Jimmy's day off of coaching was Sunday or Saturday. He never coached. There weren't those dumbass speeches. His big speeches were on Friday night before games or Saturday night before games. That's when he talked to the team about going out and putting everything in there and putting everything on the line like that. Shit, Jimmy would show up at games and let his assistant coaches coach the damn team. And the players take accountability for themselves. That's why those teams had great personalities to them because the players ran the thing. Okay. Birdman, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe that's too strong a word. I don't want to say he's phony and such. It's just, and I, by the way, I think he's got good intentions. Not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Mike on YouTube, Saban is two times Sirianni's age. Well, you think Nick in his early days at Toledo was talking like that? I would think he's not. Okay. Joseph says Sirianni has the respect of players. These guys in the league now are not the dinosaurs Sills played with. These dudes are different. Yeah, the reason that they have respect for him is because they won last year. We'll see when adversity hits. How do you think they felt the two and five when Fletcher had to come out and start barking about the uh, D coordinator? I mean, right? I don't know what we're doing. That's what that was said. By the way, Warren Moon is at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to ask Warren Moon about Jalen Hurts' style and if the Eagle offense is in the modern-day passing game. Because you have to remember something about the NFL today. The NFL is geared more towards teams to throw the ball 40 times a game. The Eagle offense is not. You're behind the times. You're kind of archaic. Today's NFL, the running back has been what? And the running game has been what? Kind of de-emphasized. Unless you're creating play action from the quarterback position. And the Eagles don't create play action. You don't see Jalen throwing the backs all the time like Brady. That's Brady's run game. You know what the run game is in Tampa? Brady throwing to his backs. 
That's how he creates play action. The short passing game is the modern day running game in the league. That's why the pass catching running back is essential to have in an offense today when you have a quarterback and you're trying to have a spread offense. You know, I was listening to Barrett today and Barrett was talking about RPO guys. It was great. Xander, that segment he talked about with RPOs that you just crashed down the end and you crashed, you crushed these running quarterbacks like that is exactly why Tim Tebow is not in the game today. It was spot on. I'm sitting there listening going, Barrett Brooks knows what he's talking about. He sure does. Because today's NFL, man, you're not taking – the Eagles don't take advantage of pass interference or jump balls. You don't. You don't take it. And the referees are not giving you the benefit of the doubt. Okay? You've got to start taking advantage of the modern-day NFL passing game. The passing game is what the league wants, not running the ball 14 plays. They want a spread offense. They want passing down the field. And what's the most important thing the league is trying to get to now? High scores. Why? Gambling. Prop bets. The league, remember that game? It was between the Chiefs and the Rams. Do you remember that that, that game? What was it, like 35-31? They were supposed to play it in Mexico City. Do you remember that? That game is exactly what the league wants. Quarterbacks throwing the ball 50 times a game. Back and forth offense. That, that Bills and Chiefs game. Was it Bills and Chiefs? The Bills and Chiefs game last year. With Mahomes and Allen throwing the ball, that's what the league wants. You think they want to watch 14 play drives? They don't want to watch that shit, man. And the Eagles have to start taking advantage of the rules of the game. They don't. That's why I said it in the first hour, I think it was. And we're going to talk to Warren Moon about this. We're going to, the, you know what, Paul? The game has changed so much from 2017 even. Dude, the game is not, what does Brady say? It's more of a skills competition game. It's more a seven-on-seven stuff. It's not being physical any longer. The wide receivers, man, you can't be physical. You, The two positions you can no longer be physical with are quarterbacks and wide receivers. You can't be physical with them dudes any longer. That's why those guys all have big mouths now. Back in the day, you're not running across the middle with Ed Reed. <laughs> you know, Ronnie Lott, Cam Chancellor. You're not flapping your gums like that. Dude, them guys are taking you out. Talking shit, barking, you're starting to bark like that, man. You're not doing any of that. That's not going to happen. It's not. It's not going to happen. They got to start taking advantage of that. And that's what we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Warren here in a couple minutes here too. So we'll get him at the bottom of the hour. He's one of my favorite people. Um, He works also on the broadcast team for the Seattle Seahawks. He had, I mean, five years he had to go to Canada because they didn't think black quarterbacks could play in the NFL or probably let me back that up. They didn't want black quarterbacks representing him. And he, he is without a doubt, one of my favorite people on the planet, and he is so accomplished, accomplished as a college player, accomplished as an NFL player. And, I mean, I think he's in the Hall of Fame. I think he's in the CFL Hall of Fame. 
And I also believe he's in the NFL Hall of Fame and the College Football Hall of Fame. So, love it. If we listened to Sills, we would have traded Calvin Ridley. I never gave a shit about Calvin Ridley. Deshaun Watson, I would take – hey, Joseph, I love Joseph. He still wants Jalen Hurts over Deshaun Watson. (laughs) Oh, man. The Browns won, Joseph. They won. They won. They they won. They're going to be Super Bowl contenders for the next decade with that guy as quarterback. They, I'll tell you this. So wait a minute. Who do you think wins the Super Bowl first? Sean Watson or Jalen Hurts? Go ahead, Joseph. This is to you. Who do you think wins the Super Bowl first? Jalen Hurts or Deshaun Watson? Who who wins it? I, I I can't wait to see this one. Okay. Class act. Who gives a shit about that? It's about playing football and winning games. Saying Father of the Year. Jalen, no doubt. Yeah, baby, way to be consistent. I love it, man. You're <laughs> you're one of my favorites, man. Absolutely. Hurts over Deshaun any day. <laughs> okay. Oh. My head hurts now. Browns are cursed. That could be. <laughs> wait. Are you are, wait a minute now. Now now Joseph, are you throwing the art model? Are you throwing the Art Modell mojo back at them? Because if that if that's the case, I I might have to agree with you. If you're th- if you're bringing up Art Modell mojo and saying that they're cursed because of the Art Modell curse, now there's something to be said there. Okay. Now if you're throwing that in the room, okay, <laughs> maybe. But to sit there and say that. So wait a minute. You'd rather have, you'd rather have Jalen over over Deshaun. Oh God, mighty man. Oh my God, that's like me saying I'd rather eat a bratwurst sandwich than an Italian meatball sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, Almighty. Warren Moon will join us here in a couple minutes. I'm looking forward to talking to our friend here and getting his spin. We had a great conversation yesterday. We went over some of our topics, too. Oh, So the Jets are going to be without Zach Wilson. Another guy. I look at Zach Wilson and the – hey, you talk about another organization cursed? Okay? I mean, are you talking again? I like Joe Douglas. I think Joe Douglas has done a nice job at putting some talent in that building. But, guys, I got to tell you one more time, I just don't see anybody ever being developed in that organization when it comes to the quarterback. When's the last quarterback they had that was worth anything? Chad Pennington? Man, we're talking 10, 15 years ago now. They really haven't had anything in the building. Testaverde? He was a throwaway of the Bravens, I think it was, and the Buccaneers. I mean – They've just never developed anybody there. Zach, I think he could throw the ball. I don't want to be that quick on him because 
I agree with Xander. I think that guy could throw the rock a little bit, but I do not see that organization in any way whatsoever developing a player at that position. They haven't. All right. There was something else that was brought up today. I want to transition into this before we get Warren Moon on. So Jerry Jones said something today that was interesting. And this is what the Cowboys are today. Jerry Jones made the comment, coach or Jerry, whatever you want to use. They said this to Jerry. So, um, Jerry, do you think you guys are really total Super Bowl contenders this year? And he goes, listen, when you're the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, one plus one has to equal three. And the questionnaire guy goes, what do you mean? He goes, you have to constantly be optimistic when you own a football team and you own a franchise like the Dallas Cowboys. You have to. You have to be optimistic about your chances on winning a Super Bowl. I know, Paul. I was like, okay, one plus one. He goes, in his eyes, it's got to equal three. He's got to be, what he's saying, more optimistic than maybe what reality is. And I agree with everybody this year with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are in for a tough run. I think Dak's not going to have the same running game, even though I think the carries are going to go up Pollard and the Ezekiel Elliott carries are going to come down. I actually think that they got a pretty decent tight end. I'm not in the same page with everyone else when it comes to CeeDee Lamb, when everybody's telling me that CeeDee Lamb's a top 10 wide receiver. I just don't see it. And I think you lose a guy like Randy Gregory, who's a pass rusher on the other side. I mean... Look, I think Diggs is good. I think there's no doubt that Michael Parsons is going to be a future superstar in this league. But I just don't see where everyone is looking at the Cowboys. And like I said, if you tune on Fox, it's like a week-long pregame show talking about the Cowboys and their chances of what they're going to do. Even though everyone knows the Eagles have the better roster and they have the better chance on coming out of the NFC this year than what the Cowboys do but because Jerry's built this perception up so much, it, it's, it, it's crazy when you're thinking that the Cowboys are going to be in the conference. Now, the Eagles have to beat this football team. They have to beat them. All right. We're going to – Xander, should we take a timeout now before um, Warren comes on? Uh, let's see if we can track him down here if um, – you want to take a timeout right now so that we can um... – okay, he's working on it. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so we'll hang in there then. Joseph says, Browns and Detroit Lions have never won a Super Bowl and probably never will. It's the way they run. They actually got to see the Birds win one, though. Browns and Lions suck, full stop. Uh, the Browns, man, had a chance sometimes to get in there. I have the Commanders in the NFC East. Oof. Damn, what is the bare minimum win-loss-wise for Jalen to keep his job? I think 11. You know what, though? I don't want to put a number on it, dude. Martell, win the East. 
Win the East. Anything can happen. Win the East. Xander says there must be at least one playoff win. At least. See, I love Xander doesn't look at the regular season. And I agree with him. Dude, you can have a 14. Hey, remember the year that the Baltimore Ravens went 14 and 2 and got bounced? Dude, I mean, you win all them games and you get bounced. How about the Cowboys and the way they played? Last year, they had the number one offense in the NFL and got bounced. Dude, regular season puts you in a position where you can host home field. But at the end of the day, man, you got to get it done here. Got to have a playoff win. I think you got to have a playoff win too. So glad Cooper's gone. You know what, Pickin? I never really thought that Amari Cooper was an elite guy. And I may, and I never thought he was a $20 million a year guy. I never thought he was that. And Martell says something. Martell, get this. So you think Cowboys are going to equal that 34 takeaways they had a year ago? Have you ever seen a team duplicate numbers when it comes to takeaways each and every single year? That's a weird stat. I think some of that stuff sometimes is a luck being in the right position, who you're playing. I think that takeaway number is a tough number to gauge. I think if you're a good run-stopping defense or a good run team, you know what I'm saying? Amari disappeared in road games. Amari disappeared in a lot of games for the Cowboys, and I think that's one of the reasons why they pushed away from him. Look, and I I, I think he's a good player. I, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with Deshaun in Cleveland, but um, I, I, I've never really thought he was a top-flight guy if that makes any sense to you. Plaxico Burris, man. He was a good football player. I've been saying that anything short of a division and a playoff win is a disappointment. Very weird, very lucky. Martel, that that giveaway takeaway numbers always something that's like, you know, it's always it's it's always like it always fluctuates each and every single year. One year a team will have gigantic numbers, right? Okay. All right, we're going to hit a break. Then we're going to come back with Warren Moon. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! 
Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. National football show. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much. And it's really, really awesome that we are just a couple hours out from the national football show uh, talking about game day on Thursday night. I got to tell you, man, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Bills and the Rams play. And by the way, how about this? Like I said, and I've been saying this the whole time. You're talking about the Bills having to travel on the road and go play at the defending world champions. And they're two-point favorites going into that game. Okay. With all the promoting that we've done here, you guys know my my feelings for Warren Moon. I just absolutely love the man. I mean, he is such a role model. He has been a role model for so many people in the National Football League. And guys like myself revere what his career was all about. And more importantly, who the man is, all the accolades that he has. We've talked about it before. Warren, thank you so much for taking time. I really appreciate you doing this. Hey, Dan, anytime. I, I just want you to get one of my jerseys up there instead of Leroy Selman, you know. My jersey <laughs> used to be up on your wall. <laughs> I got, I'll tell you what, I'll send you one. Would you sign it for me? Sure. Okay, I'm going to send you one. I'll put, I will put that Warren Moon jersey up on the wall there. Warren, I want to start something out, and I talked about this in the last segment, and you tell me. I don't think, if you agree or disagree, I don't think you can win a Super Bowl in today's NFL with a running quarterback. They they have set the game up so differently than from when you played that pass interference. Can you imagine you, Warren, throwing to those guys like Givens and those guys down the field? And all the pass interference calls that you would have got because they respect your arm and your passing game. If you're not in today's NFL, and I mean by that is they've set the game up for the passing game and not the running game. And it circles me back to Jalen Hurts. He's a runner. 
who's trying to get better passing. Can you win with that style in this league? I think you can, Dan. I, I think uh, he's going to continue to keep getting better because from everything I hear, uh, he is a, a diligent worker. Um, he works on you know, his uh, fundamentals and his skills every day. Uh, he's done that over the last couple of off-seasons. And I think this year will be the proof in the pudding. You'll be able to see if he made any improvement from uh, last year until this next year. Um, he's got the ability to do it. He has a really nice arm. Uh, you just want to make sure he's uh, his body and his fundamentals and technique are all in motion. And if, if he does that and then and then somehow get out of his mind, you know, look at the first read, maybe the second read and take off, as opposed to standing there if the first or second isn't open, you still want to have the patience to sit there for the third and maybe the fourth. That's what that's what the next evolution is of the good quarterbacks, the guy that can go all the way through his whole progression and not get too impatient and want to take off because he has this other gift that he can do to, uh, to run the football. So it's not the fact that he can't throw the ball. He just has to have more patience to stay in there and throw the ball. I, I learned this from Bill Walsh, and tell me if you subscribe to this. And I asked him about what really makes a great quarterback and how long it took you to develop this because he said – a lot of quarterbacks that have the ability to run worn, what they'll do, a guy say on a 15-yard out, they will sit there and as a young player, 13 yards, 14 yards. And if he doesn't see the guy open, he's only 75% through the guy's route. The kid takes off. The great quarterbacks sit there, sit there, sit there. And most of the great wideouts, they're at the 99th percentage of the route where they're going to get open. That takes immense patience and confidence. How long did that take for you to develop on allowing those routes to develop? Um, I think one, one game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I took off outside the pocket and I'm running down the sideline. I'm trying to get extra yards, tippy-toeing down the sidelines. Donnie Shell, the uh, Hall of Fame strong safety, plows me in my, in my side and, and gives me a hip pointer. From then on out, I said, I'm staying my butt in the pocket and I'm going to go through my whole read for the for progression. I'm not going to get hit like that anymore. So that's for me, it took something like that to happen. But, you know, here's the thing, Danny, the, the guys that sit in the pocket are guys that can't do anything else. They don't have the ability to try and take off and do anything else. When you have the ability to do that, that's what sometimes makes you want to take off a little sooner than you uh, than you should because you have this extra gear and this extra this extra weapon well where the guys like a Tom Brady he can't he can't think about taking off because he can't take off so he's gonna sit there and go through his whole progression because that's all he has at his at his availability so the guys that do have those extra gears and those extra uh, tools they have to just make sure they stay patient enough to be a passer first until all else fails, then you take off and use that extra weapon. How important was coaching to you on being able to go over things with your offensive coordinator, whoever was there with you that you would bounce things off of, on being able to develop an offensive game plan? And by the way, too, Warren, when they were putting a game plan together, I think Ken, uh, Ken Herrick or I think somebody or Halavac, Mike Halavac, I think he was in the building as maybe your, your – um, your GM, if that sounds right. Um, he had really a great coaching staff. Glanville had a bunch of good coaches around you. How important were those guys in your development? 
Well, there's no question uh, coaching is, is very important to every player, and don't ever let one of them tell you it's not. And I think you know as well as anybody, uh, being a former player yourself. Um, you know, I had June Jones come in uh, after my first couple of years in Houston where I wasn't very happy at all with the offense we were running and everything. And he really came in and, and, and kind of changed the way I did things that gave me a whole lot of confidence and um, really helped me with my deep ball and different things like that. So I became a much more accurate passer when June came in. And then Kevin Gilbride came in after that and just kind of took my game to another level. And I just started making Pro Bowls after Pro Bowl after that. And then I went to Minnesota and had Brian Billick, who was a very, very good offensive coordinator as well. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've been surrounded by some really good um, coaches in this game. You know, Denny Green was another offensive-minded coach, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to go to Minnesota when I left Houston. Then I got a chance to be with Dennis Erickson for a little bit in um, in, in Seattle and, uh, you know, made a Pro Bowl there. So, uh, yeah, being in the right system that, that, that really takes advantage of your skills and also having good coaching is going to also always make you a better player if you're if you're open to taking coaching. Can you imagine Warren Moon and that group that you had in Houston in today's NFL, dude? I mean, Warren, we'd be pretty scary because you can't touch these receivers anymore. You know, they just run free through the secondary, and you can't you can't really hit the quarterbacks very much anymore. You know, you could try and pressure them, but. Um, You'd be still playing. It's a, it's a pitch and catch game today. You know, I, I love it. I love it. I love watching it, and I wish I could perform in it. But uh, my day was my day's over. Do you you like the NFL and where the game has gone now? And I I like I as a former defensive player, I don't really think guys like Joe Green or LT and them guys. I don't know if they could. There's a place in the league no, for them right there now, isn't. There isn't. and that they couldn't play because of the aggressiveness that they had. It's a different. It's keep everything underneath me kind of guy now. And, I mean, you, you like the way the game is growing? I like the way the game is growing. I don't like that it's not as physical as it used to be. Um, that, that's still football to me. When when a quarterback gets hit sometimes, he's supposed to get hit. He's one of the 11 guys that are out there. So let him get hit. But I understand what the league is saying. They're the most important guy on the field, so you want to make sure those guys are there every week because – when the starter's not there, it's a big drop-off between the starter and a backup, except for maybe you know one or two teams around the league. So they want to make sure those marquee guys are going to be there every week, and the only way to do that is try and protect them as much as you can. Let me let me throw some NFL questions at you. The Trey Lance story, to me, is a troubling one. And by the way, I don't mind what the Niners and John Lynch did by bringing Garoppolo in. But, boy, I'll tell you, they've been telling the kid the whole time, it's his job, it's his job, it's his job. And all of a sudden, at the 23rd hour, they kind of go, well, it's your job, but you know what I mean? They, there's a but in there now. How do you think that affects that whole process and his growth? Well, I'm sure it's, it's a very uncomfortable situation for him. And he, he probably would never say that publicly, but I've heard some whispers from him that he was a little teed off that they, that they did bring him back. But I think they'll be able to work together. Uh, it just does put a little bit more pressure on the kid because, first of all, he's having to start uh, for a very good football team, a team that a lot of people think has a chance to go to a Super Bowl. So that's enough pressure put on him right there. And now all of a sudden you've got your uh, former starter looking over your shoulder just in case you make a mistake. So puts just a little bit more pressure on him that he probably doesn't need. But hopefully he'll uh, – 
he'll be able to withstand that, and he'll be able to just go out there and play his game and not worry about Jimmy being being on the field. And hopefully, him and Jimmy will have a good relationship where where Jimmy can help him and be more of a, a more of a positive to him than he is a negative. I'm going to take you to Baltimore with Lamar. I'll tell you, I'm a massive fan of his. I I said this about him, Warren, a couple of years ago. You know, the first year he took over for Flacco, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I said, this guy will be out of the league in five years. What did he do? Next year, he's unanimous MVP, leads the NFL in passing touchdowns. And I'm like, okay, I'm 1,000% wrong. And he just consistently gets better. However, he's kind of reminding me a little bit of Cam Newton and the fact that he plays the game so hard. And I don't want to know, and I don't know if reckless is the word. But because he wants to win so much, and now he's gambling on himself with his contract, how do you see his progression and how and where he's going as a starting quarterback in Baltimore? Well, like you said, he keeps getting better every year. And uh, last year, he had his first setback where he got hurt and missed some games. And and you don't want that to be something that, that becomes a habit of him getting hurt more and more. And like you talked about Cam Newton, he had a, you know, he had a great – probably six years in the league where he was just tearing up the league. But I think that pounding that he took on his body really took his toll. And now he's at the point at only 33 years old, he's not even in the game anymore. So that's something I worry about with Lamar, the style of play that he plays, how much punishment can he take on that body of his? Um, and I think that's something that the Ravens are worried about too, as far as how much money they want to guarantee him for the long term. But I think if, if he goes out there and plays this year without a, without a, a new deal, he's still going to make $23 million this year, which is a lot of money. And if he does get hurt, Dak Prescott showed that even though you get hurt in the season, you still can get that money if if uh, if they you know feel that strongly about you. So unless he has something that is going to end his career, I don't know what he could have that would end his career. But other other than that. I think he would still get paid next year a pretty handsome sum if it doesn't work out over this next week. So the thing that worries me is injury, of course, but he's pretty smart with the way he runs the football. He doesn't take a lot of big shots. And like I said, he keeps getting better as a passer every year. And the more he gets better as a passer, the less he'll have to use those legs going forward. Absolutely. Two last questions for you, Warren. Um, You know, Seattle now, will, will we see Pete Carroll as the head coach after this year, in your opinion? You know, I think so. I think that's one of the reasons why they didn't go after a quarterback this year is that Pete said, okay, we're going to bite the bullet on this season. We'll do as, as good a job as we can with, with Geno Smith or, or Drew Locke, either one of those guys, and uh, we'll build everything else around it be able to play good defense, be able to run the football like we have in the past, and hopefully our quarterback doesn't have to be a guy that carries us and we can still win enough games to get in the playoffs. So I think that's kind of their plan, uh, but a lot of it's going to have to do with uh, Geno Smith really playing well every week and not turning the football over, kind of the way Russell Wilson was asked to play when he first came into the Seahawks as a young guy. They had a really good defense, Marshawn Lynch in the running game, and, and Russell just had to make sure he didn't, uh, make any critical mistakes and make make a few big plays here and there, and, and that's why that team was so successful. You know, Warren, I think I may have told you this before, but I want to tell everyone the story that you inspired me to play college ball. No way. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you why. You played Indiana when you were at Washington. Yep. And I'm sitting in the stands as a young kid, 
and I'm watching you play, and I'll never forget looking over at my dad going, I want to do what that guy's doing right there. I couldn't believe it. You were at Washington, funny, Don James, who's a uh, Miami Hurricane, and he, he goes up there and builds that legendary program up there. And I've, I've never told you that, but I watched you against Indiana. And I sat there and I go like this. I, I'm, 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 I look right over at my father and I go, I want to do that. And really? I, just, I just wanted you to know that, that, you know, it's funny playing against you in the NFL and then having had you inspire me to be a college football player and wanted me, I said, if you could do it, I think I can do it. And that's really how the league is, is, isn't it? And it just shows you how, you know, you, the respect level that you have for everybody. And, like, you look at Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady's not the best player in the game today, but the players at 44 years of age, they respected him, didn't they, right. Warren? And they went, that guy there's resume is why we elected him number one. Well, I think we're all inspired by somebody that, you know, that played this game. That's one of the reasons why we wanted to do it. And, uh, it's very flattering to know that I, you know, I helped inspire you to to, to want to play this game because it's a great game, but it's a game that if you don't have it in your heart, you can't play this game. You got <laughs> you don't you don't play this game just on the casual stance that oh, I just want to go out and play a little football. No, you better you better love this game. You better have it in your heart because there's not too many other sports where you get yourself knocked on your butt and you have to get back up constantly over and over again and go right back in there and that's what football does to you it all it tests your manhood it, it, it tests your resolve it tests how much you can uh, get knocked down and get back up but it also gives you a lesson about the rest of life because life is like that sometimes you're going to get knocked down and when you get back up and football teaches you how to get back up well it never stopped me from knocking on your ass though so i <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ward, thank you so much, man. You're so awesome to me always. Hey, by the way, are you doing anything, uh, the Foundation, Crescent Moon, or anything right now, you guys out there? Uh, you're, you're doing so much in the community, I know. Can you yeah, just give us a little bit? We just sent our, um, our, our, our newest class off to college uh, two weeks ago. So we just sent five more kids to college, uh, different colleges around the country, and uh, we've got a total of, uh, man, a total of 27 in there right now so uh it's kind of a dead period right now because everybody's just back in the school we'll start our fundraising going up coming back up again here towards the end of the year and, and, and into the early part of next season but but uh it's, it's been a good year we we have a good group of kids going in they're all um all excited about going to school and and uh, we got a chance to have a, a night with them all at, at an astros game earlier this uh, this summer, right before they went off to school, and we had a great time together. Warren, awesome stuff. Thank you so much for doing this, my friend. You always find time for me, and if you ever need me to do any of the promoting for you, just let me know. We're always there for you. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it, Danny. You take care of yourself. Talk to you down the road. You got it, my friend Warren Moon, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Canadian Football League Hall of Famer, and also College Football Hall of Famer, one of the absolutely great people that you could be around when it comes to inspiring people and getting people in the right direction. One of my favorite guys of all time. I loved what he said also about um, winning and he, what he said about Jalen. Okay. He's a believer like everyone else. Wait a minute here. Here comes Xander. Okay. Okay. Here's another one. No, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I know we're on. I'm all good. 
Everyone now. Okay, wait a minute here. So I told you, I had no idea. He believes that Jalen Hurts can win too. Okay. He, see, I, to, I told you, I didn't know what he was going to say. I had no idea what he was going to say. <laughs> I don't know why, Xander. There's no context to it. It just says Bryce Young. <laughs> By the way, I love the kid. And I will be voting for him for the Heisman if he continues to play. He's got a big um, um who do they play this week? Who do they play this week, Alabama? They got a big one this week. I know the Gators are playing Kentucky. I think Bama's got oh, Bama's got oh Texas. They got Texas this week. They got the Longhorns. Okay, I think they'll destroy them. It's Steve Sarkeesian. Okay, it's our, it, it's it's Sark, it's Cuddy Sark versus Nick. All right, hey, look, Sills, it's not too late to jump on the Jalen bandwagon. God, I hate some of these guys that come on my show and just contradict what I'm saying. Bryce to Philly, yes, sir, Xander. Popcorn TV, yeah, you like Moon now because he likes Jalen, right? Flex, okay, look, hey, can can. Okay, don't call me that Terrapin. D don't ever do that again, Steven. <laughs> don't ever do that again. Terrapin. You nuts, man. He did the Warren Moon made me uh, want to play college football. I watched him play in a college football game. Indiana uh, versus Washington. I was a young kid when I watched that, man. It was really awesome. Merrill Reese, tomorrow at 3.30, the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles will jump aboard with us on game week, and we will talk with him, get his spin. Please hit the like button. I want to thank all of you for coming aboard. Thank you, Xander. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.